Hey everybody, Chris here. Hope all is well. This is going to be an interesting video. We're going to talk about this article in the Wall Street Journal uh, that just came out. And it says that Amazon is hiring 75,000 workers and they're offering $1,000 signing bonuses. So, so I thought this was interesting. Uh, basically, uh, the retail tech giant, they said that new roles representing nearly 8% of its U.S. workforce are offering average pay of $17 an hour. And it's an, an increase over the company's typical $15 an hour. Uh, so the company said in April that it was raising wages on for more than 500,000 hourly employees. Uh, so it's it's very interesting how much the pandemic has actually kind of forced people to shop online. Now, these are people who would have never bought products online. I mean, I know people like my parents who back in the day, uh, you know, they barely even knew what the internet was. And now I have, you know, my mom, she's shopping on Wayfair, Amazon, and she's doing like this one click checkout. It's crazy. She's just so into it. And, you know, she's saving a boatload of time going to the store. She's just getting stuff delivered. And it's interesting how a lot of these like older baby boomer individuals have, kind of now migrated over to online shopping and it's kind of the norm so it's, it's really interesting and amazon this company is just a behemoth it's it's incredible uh so in the wall street journal it goes on to say that you know it says amazon had a wildly successful year after consumers flocked to online shopping during pandemic lockdowns and it says the company's profit since the pandemic uh, started has exceeded 26 billion dollars uh, more than the previous three years combined. And its profit tripled during the first quarter to $8.1 billion. Uh, I mean, these are just incredible numbers. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's incredible. There's really nothing else to say. Uh, so in, in February, it says that uh, Jeff Bezos said the company aims to improve how it handles its workforce and that it's uh, working on solutions to reduce the amount of injuries at warehouses uh, so just very interesting. And I know there was that union vote to unionize at Amazon. And at the bottom of the article, it goes on to say the National Labor Relations Board uh, will decide soon whether there's enough evidence to hold another election, uh, though the burden of proof is on the union. So the, the union's not going anywhere with this. I mean, here Amazon is raging, raising wages, hiring, you know, a gazillion amount of people. Uh, the union's not going to get anywhere with this. And the union, you know, they had their vote and, and people voted. They did not want to join the union. I think most people thought that they had adequate benefits. Uh, their job was giving them security. And they said there's, there's really no reason uh, to, you know, vote in a union and then having to start paying union dues. And they know where that goes with seniority. You know, people... Uh, with better seniority are, are going to get the, the, the days off and not really the best workers. Uh, so people saw right through that, and I don't think they really wanted a union. Now, now there's a place for unions, I believe, also. Um, I'm definitely, you know, I'm not just anti-union or, or pro-union. That's not what this is. But, you know, I think Amazon seems to be doing many of the things right. And if, and if the job was so bad, you know, people, you know, would not work there. I, I don't think... You know, no, nobody's forcing them to work there. And I think that wages will start going up more like it's showing as the profitability goes up. And I mean, that's just the way capitalism works. So it's very interesting, uh, this article and how much they're hiring. So as 
Amazon as an investment, I mean, my personal opinion, would I invest in it now? I mean, look, I think Amazon has already had most of its growth. And I think that the most of the money that was made in the past, uh, over the past, uh, you know, 15 years, is not going to be repeated. You're, you're not going to get those 30% compounded returns uh, from the past. It's just not going to happen. I mean, Amazon is such a huge company now that, remember, for its stock price to double, uh, the market cap has to double. You know, so if you're taking all these companies, the Microsoft, the Amazons, I mean, these companies that are almost, you know, two trillion dollar companies for the stock price to double, that market cap has to go to four trillion. Uh, so it becomes harder, harder and harder to grow. And what happens is also that a lot of these stocks are considered growth stocks so that they're trading at higher P.E. ratios. So now if they don't hit that growth target that the market thinks they're going to grow at that speed at which they they think the market is valuing them if they just miss that growth target by a little uh the stock is going to get hit very very hard uh because it's already trading at a rich valuation and you're actually seeing that with a lot of tech stocks right now in, in the nasdaq there's been a little bit of a correction now in the nasdaq again if you look at the arc innovation etf uh, that's down over 30 or 35 percent and it has to do with when these companies are richly valued, especially companies that are richly valued that have no profits. I mean, that's a whole other uh, story. We, you know, we could talk a whole other episode about that. Uh, so what happens is when that growth is not hit, um, investors uh, sell the stock. And, and that's what's going on. So you're seeing a lot of stocks, these... Uh, these no not not no growth but these no profit stocks that that are really getting hit hard now another group of stocks that have been getting hit hard and i've talked about this in the past are these are these pandemic related stocks and i've said that you know if you're an investor you need to stay away from these pandemic stocks that the time to be in these was before the pandemic happened that was the time to be in them the peloton the docusigns uh, but I think the one stock that is definitely where I've been advising people to just be careful with it, and I would not, in my opinion, I would not be in it, is a stock like Peloton. Uh, Peloton, you know, with the pandemic opening, people want to be outside. Uh, they want to ride their bike and exercise outside. They want to go back to the gym. Uh, they really don't want to be cooped up in their house. And I think a lot of people during the pandemic rushed to get these Peloton exercise bikes. And that was that that was pretty much like a one shot deal. It's like if you it's like if you juice up an athlete with steroids or if you give uh, nitrous oxide to a to a racing car. It's just a quick burst, but it's not sustainable. So you'll you'll never see that growth in Peloton that you did uh, during the pandemic months. And if anything, people who have bought these Pelotons, um, it's probably just going to sit in there. Uh, offices or their basements or wherever they put their peloton and it might just stay there and, and kind of collect dust I, I don't think these are i just don't think this is a product that has long-term sustainability and remember there's competition you know both flex pretty much came out with the same product and again you're going to have a price war and it's kind of like a race to the bottom uh, so a lot of these pandemic related stocks 
are just not where you want to be. That that's not where the the money is going to be made on the reopening. Uh, that money was made uh, on on the closing. That was an economy closing uh, stock market play, and 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 that's over now. The economy's opening. So so you want the economy opening play. You know you don't want the docu signs. Uh, you want the economy opening. You know you want the the, the Pepsi's, which owns the Frito Lay company. Uh, you want the Anheuser Busch. Uh, Brazilian company Ambev, um, incredible because what's going to happen is, I believe the U.S. dollar is going to be weakening over the next few years with all the Federal Reserve monetary printing, and now Ambev is a, a Brazilian-based business and Brazilian currency. And if the Brazilian real strengthens against the U.S. dollar, uh, you'll kind of get a two-for-one. You'll get the the currency gain, and then you'll get the pandemic reopening gain of the uh, beer volumes. Uh, going up as you know more events start opening people start partying uh, the economy gets back to normal restaurants open you, you'll see stocks like Anbev doing doing very well uh, so it's a very interesting dynamic what's going on in the economy today and in the stock market so the pandemic stocks though stay stay away I mean I'm looking I'm looking at DocuSign right now on a chart, and, and we see that DocuSign pretty much topped out in, in February of 2021 at around $275 a share. And today it's at $180. So it's, it's had a huge correction. And, and I think DocuSign's actually a, a very good company, but I think it's uh, very richly valued here. Now, I do think DocuSign has much more staying power than a company like Peloton, uh, but uh, again, and, and I'm looking back, and yeah, the DocuSign actually topped out in, in September, in the beginning of September of 2020. Uh, so while everyone thought the pandemic was going to, you know, rage on forever, you know, the, the stock topped, and it never made a new high since then, uh, because it had a full valuation. People were pricing in all the fear. You know, everything was already priced into that stock. So today, you want to be moving into companies that, are not pricing in that stuff. And companies like that are companies like energy. We're seeing energy rally, you know, and energy is still is still low. If we look at the the XLE, that's the uh, energy ETF. You know, the XLE topped in 2014 and it topped at around $75 a share for that ETF. And today we're talking about like 7 years later you know, it's at $51 a share. So it's basically like 20% below its 2014 high. And I think energy is going to offer kind of better risk-adjusted returns as opposed to overvalued tech. And you could see that if you look at like the NASDAQ S&P 500 ratio, it's showing that the NASDAQ is at its most expensive uh, compared to the S&P since the 2000 tech bubble. It's at the same level. Uh, so it's, again, tech stocks, unless you're selective and you're not picking these extremely popular tech stocks, you know, like Tesla, you know, if you're more, if, if, you, if, if you kind of pinpoint different tech companies, that's different. But as a whole, I, I think these tech stocks are, are pretty dangerous right now. So the stock market's in an interesting position. It should be interesting to see if the NASDAQ continues to sell off and have weakness. Uh, but, but I think the stocks where you want to be are in the uh, more of the you know, consumer staples reopening type stocks, not, not these 
high flyer tech stocks that really have grown due to low interest rates and just getting bit up because I mean there's been pretty much a bubble uh, you're looking at the whole cryptocurrency space and I think you could tie that into tech that they're all kind of kind of intertwined like Tesla uh, Dogecoin Bitcoin I mean it's almost like all intertwined uh, but then when you look at stocks like young young brands who, who owns the owner of Taco Bell I mean that's not intertwined with the whole cryptocurrency boom and, and I think those type of stocks are going to be the ones that outperform over the next five years. So everybody take care. Hope you're liking these podcasts. They'll be weekly podcasts. So be sure to follow on Spotify and Anchor. Uh, share everything with your friends, people who are into the economy and want to know about what's going on with the stock market and finance. Uh, share the videos if you can, and I'll keep putting up more podcasts. Take care and have a great day.